What's up, people? It's me, Adam Hunter here. I'm here with the best MMA podcast in the world. Here with Greg. In the world. It it is the best. Fuck everybody. Uh, I'm happy with this show because we bring it. We always fucking bring it. And uh, it's always a laugh. And uh, and we interview people that uh, people either don't want to (laughs) interview. We interview everybody, uh, which is what I like. We don't just do no, but you're also guys. very good at catching. You're also you're also good at catching guys that you can see on the cover. I mean, I'm pretty sure you were the first to uh, to to have Aljamain Sterling, Aljamain yeah. and, and Colby Covington, and uh, yeah. a couple other guys. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And we're also you know, but I also like guys like like aren't in the UFC anymore. I like interviewing everybody. I don't. I don't. You know, you get the same people. Fight comes up and it's, everyone just goes after the same six guys or ten or six girls, and I'm like, nah. And then you get and people that give you canned answers or the same. They're just tired. They don't want to do it. And yada yada. Or I don't know. I like interviewing people when. Hey, listen, you have your own formula, man, and it works for you, and it keeps us different from everybody else. Fuck yeah. Uh, by the way, how are you, man? What's going on with you? What is going on? I just. Uh, um Shot an episode for an HBO show. I'm not sure I can talk about it yet, but I mean, that's, uh, that was something I did yesterday, and that was super fun. And you know what's so funny? Uh, the, the creator of the show, director, very famous uh, comedic person, who I was so lo- – I mean, he's the director, so I was so looking forward to meeting. <laughs> of course. He wasn't there. Uh, he just wasn't there. They're like, oh, yeah, he's not going to be able to make it till later. He said he was very sorry, blah, 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 blah. And I was like – Oh, that's that's fine. I just was really hoping to meet him. That's all. So, you know, it is what it is. It was still great. It was still a great experience. And you guys, you'll all see it when it comes out later, uh, early next year. I like it, man. Good for you. I had a, a crazy week. First of all, uh, I saw the Rolling Stones Sunday night. And I got to say, I was blown away. You know, I thought they would like, you know, Mick Jagger's 78 years old. I'm like, I'm a yeah. Because I saw them when I was 86. In 86, my dad took me. And my sister, 86. And they were 86 years old then. I was eight years old back then. And, and we actually went the wrong day. We got to the tickets. People were like in our seats. Then we looked at our tickets. We're like, uh-oh, we're supposed to go to tomorrow's concert. But we probably and they like, let you in anyway. God, you got to love the days back then. When, you yeah. know, there were no barcodes or anything. We're like, oh, yeah, come on in. No, no, we were already in. They already like. That's what I'm saying. It. You got yeah. all the way in with tickets to the wrong yeah. day. Yeah, and we just stayed anyway. And, and it was a great concert back then. But this one, Mick Jagger is like doing a CrossFit for two hours, running back and forth, dancing, singing every note. I don't know how the 78-year-old man does it. It's, it defies logic. It was sold out. The only problem was when we got there, right, we, like parking was like we left an hour early and still like barely got there on time. Then we walked like a mile to get there, and it's a huge stadium. It's, it's where the Rams play now. You know, it's just yeah. huge. SoFi Stadium. And then they're like, oh, you can't have your purse. You can't bring your purse in to my wife because it has to be clear. 
So, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So now we have to walk all the way back to the car. I, <laughs> so I sprint back to the car, right? And I'm, and I'm thinking- Wait, Where I'm, were you parked? Were you parked at, at the Forum or were you parked at SoFi? At SoFi, but still, it was like a mile, Ooh, right? So now yeah. I sprint back, right? Because I'm like, why would you park at the Forum? The concert's so far. I didn't realize, I'm such an idiot, right? So I'm driving, and, and I'm also high. I got like really high beforehand, right? So I, get there, I get there, they're like, oh, you also need your vaccine card, which was in the car, right? So then I have to sprint back. So now I'm like thinking of Mick Jagger. Thank God it's Mick I'm like, oh, he's sprinting. I can sprint too. So we missed like the first two songs. But, but and then we're, we're like, you know, it was like tickets were like 350 bucks for the pair, which normally gets you good seats. We were like the last seats. Like my wife was scared. We were like, the fireworks went off and we were above the fireworks. Like, <laughs> we were looking down on the fireworks. But I got to say, man, it was, I was blown away by how good of a front man and how, and the guy's got a four-year-old kid. He's 78. He's, he's got, got nine he kids. Can't, listen, he can't get no satisfaction. <laughs> Dude, it was, I mean, I, like, I, I had a joke about they should call themselves the kidney stones at this point. Not their own, but no, no, no. <laughs> That's a good one. No way. I, I take that joke back. Like he, every other band concert I've ever seen, every other front man in the world is like a distant, like there's no one that can compare to Mick Jagger. Not nobody. Not, you can't give me a front man that could go. To put on I, I don't know, man. I, I saw the Stones in the 90s. Yeah. And they were old then. And I, I felt like, okay, I've seen them. Like, no, it's not like, no, it's you know and, and, know, and also, and here's the thing that I don't think people realize, but they put out like 27 albums between then and now. They keep cranking. No, no one listens to them except I don't for like care. the hardcore they fans. Two hours. But two hours I, I, don't, I, I don't, yeah, I don't. Two hours. They bore the shit out of me personally. You're, you're out of your mind. So, uh, so then Thursday night, right? I get booked. I get booked uh, Friday night at, the, at this golf course. I, I take my daughter there because they told me they'd give me a babysitter at the golf course. It's a charity event. And they give me a list of stars to roast, right? So I'm roasting all these stars, like just, just going crazy uh, all night long. By the time I get there, right, it's a three-hour drive to Dana Point. I got my kid and, like, you know, she has to pee on the side of the road a couple times. We have, like, a, pot, a porta potty, you know, like. She's yeah, yeah. The only bad part is that the pee leaks onto my foot. Then I'm like, you know, because like I'm sitting. Anyway, so because uh, <laughs> I have to figure out that system better. Um, so we get to the gig, and the first comic's on there, and he's, he, he's actually a really good comic, and he's doing well. He's doing what he should do, but nobody's listening. I mean, people are just – there was like – there's like one table listening and all these people, they, I guess they had played golf all day. It was a tournament. It was late at night and people were just ha like circling, having socializing, having full on conversations. And he's doing yeah. masturbation jokes, which was great because I'm like, I don't have to be clean. Fuck this. Right. So then I get up there afterwards and everyone I had written a joke about left except for like, <laughs> two, like three people. Right. So there's like, one table actually listening to me. One table, but they're all like the Real Housewives of Orange County. I mean, it's a oh. lot of money. They were the best, and I was like, yeah. "Oh, you guys!" I was, I'm like, "Oh, you guys would be laughing more if you could move your faces." Or nice. You know, the is working, and I'm, I got them actually. I got everyone listening. Everyone's laughing, and I'm like, "All right, you know what? <clears throat> a couple people are here. I'm just gonna roast the people that are here." You know. So I was like, oh, The Bachelor is here. And it was The Bachelor that got into the, the farmer guy that got into a car accident. Like he, he like got a DUI. So I'm like, oh, you're the only one whose golf cart has a breathalyzer. And, you know, yes. you, but he, then he's like, huh? Now people are hiding from me. They're not laughing. Now I, then I fucked up my own set by roasting. I should have just kept with the comedy. And then I was like, 
Dude, I'm like Kendra Wilkinson, the girl next door. She she was supposed to be there. I'm like, you know, you inspired so many young women to share their husband. You know, like I just. Was like, <laughs> but then people were like getting mad that I was roasting. Them. Like it went from like really good to like me just shitting on everybody. Uh, but then I got it back, and somebody offered me a sponsorship actually. Because I was like, what do you do? He's like, I'm the CEO of what? He wants to be the spokesperson. And it was actually a great event. My daughter had fun. They had like this woman that does like kids parties that watched her for an hour. Uh, so, so that was cool. That was Friday. So now I'm feeling good Saturday. And by the way, my wife was in France for the week. So I had my daughter. Right, so right, like, right, right, right. Yeah. I have a whole new respect for single parents, like single parents, like, holy shit. Is that exhausting? Yeah. Uh, and I had my, and my dad helped me a little bit. I told you, I told you my, my, my dad helps me and he's like, Oh, come to wrestling practice. So you walk into the school and I'm like, something smells like marijuana. It's my fucking dad. I'm like, <laughs> I had to kick him out of the fucking gym. I'm like, Dad, this kid's here. What are you doing? He's like, oh, really? I don't smell that bad. I'm like, come on, Dad. So, That's awesome. Good for him. So uh, we do a show Saturday. For, I had two shows. I double booked it. I forgot I double booked it. There's two private parties, right? One at a bar, one private party. First one, it's a Mexican bar in, in Pico Rivera. A place called Iguanas, right? I walk in there. It's like a base. They're having a fundraiser for a football team, Mexican coaches. It was, there was 19 Dodger fucking videos up, a Dodger game. Right? <laughs> it's the ninth thing. And it's the playoffs. Exactly. Playoffs. And, and they lose in the fucking ninth, right? Oh, now the audience is pissed. Hey, fucking show. And I got to go on first because I'm like, hey, uh, could I go on like before the host basically because I got to get out of here. So then they're, everyone's fucking all the, they're like, everyone's mad. Everyone has Dodger hats and people are like, so then, I, you know, I'm like, I'm like, man, I really feel like I'm actually at Dodger Stadium right now with all these Mexicans, right? But like, people are like, huh? Like, for, luckily, I, I won them back. But that was that, right? <laughs> then I drive like 100 miles an hour to get to my second gig, right? <sighs> second gig, it's in a backyard, right? So I go in there, and the comic on stage, there's no light. It's a fucking huge backyard, but there's like... How did you go from one shit gig to an even shittier gig? Dude, they have like a kid's playground in the back. There's like a soccer goal that's netted in. There's like 15, 25 people there. The comic's on stage. There's no light or anything. It's in the back on grass. And this woman, this big woman keeps going, you suck. Every fucking joke he does. You suck. And he's like trying to get come back, but he doesn't, he's like, <laughs> and no one's shutting her up. Now, and I, so I go to the guy who runs it. I'm like, hey, are you going to shut her up? He's like, I can't. That's the owner's uh, sister-in-law. I go, just so you know, I might make her cry. Just fair warning. She might cry when I'm on stage. If she, oh, she, she does this, she's going to cry. Right? So he goes, you suck. Then he gets off stage, right? And he's all fucking mad, this comic. He's pissed. And she follows him around going, you still suck. You still, the whole fucking, so the, like, it was madness. Right? So was there something that he said to her before you showed up? I feel like there's obviously some context here we're missing. Well, I guess she was talking to the first comic too, and then she was drunk. And, and so then I go to the owner. He's like, the owner of the bot guy, he's like, hey man, my, my name is Jerry. Nice, thanks for coming to the show. It's, it's my wife's birthday, blah, blah. He goes, can I get you anything? I'm like, yeah, a Coke. He goes, I got mushrooms. I go, no, a Coke. Very similar. <laughs> so like, he's like, oh, I thought you wanted cocaine. I'm like, no, no, I, I want a Coke, right? And then he goes, so then, he, so then the wife is like this hot blonde. I get a Coke, I go mushrooms. That's nice they came right out with that. Mushrooms are back, baby. People are really into it. Sorry, the, the wife is like drunk, hot blonde. And I guess she flashed her tits to one of the comics and he was into it. So I go on stage and I just start murdering. I actually was like, 
just was like ripping the whole, f- I didn't give a fuck at this point. Like I, and uh, by the way, Scott Bayo's babysitting my, my daughter at the time. Like, cause I had no, I ran out of babysitters and I asked the Bayo's to do it. So I got to drive back and get my kid. And he, she's having the best time. She's watching movies and Frozen 2 with her daughter and they're making stuff. But I'm like, I got it. And actually Scott hit me up. He's like, hey, sorry, you can't uh, pick up Violet anymore. Uh, we're keeping her. You know, like, <laughs> which I thought was really sweet. Right? Yeah. So, so I go on stage and I just start fucking murdering everybody. Like I go from, you know, being on last comic standing to someone's backyard and, you know, and then here I am like, what went wrong in my life? How did this happen? I start old people, blah, blah, blah. Everyone's laughing. The owner comes over. Somebody starts making fun of me. A guy, an old guy with a mustache. And I'm like, you know, is there a school near here? Are you allowed a hundred feet within? Just fucking killing them. And the guy, the owner comes up to me while I'm telling jokes, puts his arm around me. And I'm like, hey man, uh, could you please take your hand off me? He goes, no, make more jokes about him. I was like, <laughs> he goes, he's been married for 24 years and his wife, and, and, and he doesn't know his wife's phone number. So I'm like, well, I'm sure everyone here has it. it, it it's a suicide hotline, right? But I'm, nice. like, I'm like, sir, please just get, get off me, right? So then I just start killing him. Uh, and then it was just the craziest fucking gig. Afterwards, the guy, the guy gave me a hundred bucks. He gave me a hundred bucks, right, as like a tip. But I didn't know that. So I was like, no, I'm supposed to get this amount, right? And he was like, oh, uh, this is just a tip. So that was awkward, too. Because, <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't know who was paying me. The booker was paying me. Dude, it was just one of those. It was a crazy gig. I mean, it was fun. But, uh, geez, geez, Louise, that I, like, earned my fucking, yeah, that was, uh, that. Was that. So, I, you know, I give it up for you. I don't take a lot. I don't typically do those anymore. And I and I probably should. You don't need to, and yet you still do. I, I don't understand it, but you certainly, you love taking those gigs. I, I would have said no to all of that. But. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was one of the, I was, it was crazy. Uh, then, like, um, yeah, then, then it was just. It like, was, Iguanos? I haven't done that place in, like, two years, because, yeah, I was like, because this thing, like, it is, it's very, very Mexican, and I'm Mexican, and they were like, "You're not Mexican." <laughs> They're like, "You're not Mexican. You don't belong here. Get the fuck out of here, you fraud." And I was like, "You know what? You're right. You guys, I'm not that Mexican." You know? well, like, what do you want me to do? Well, the, the guy. Well, the, yeah, that. I mean, look, it's one of those things where if, if I'm in a good mood, I say yes to everything, and and the people book me that far out. And I'm like, oh, I'm free there. And then I'm like, yeah, what? yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm always like, oh, I can always cancel if something else comes up, you know. Um, and I mean, and then it was one of those things where the guy started videotaping me, the owner. And I'm like, hey, can you please not tape me? And he's like, come on, this is great. I go, if you, if, if you don't put this away, I'm going to just walk and leave. I'm going to go home. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> and then he, he put it away. But then afterwards, there was so much funny shit happening. I'm like, man, I, I wish you would have taped me. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way it goes, man. If the camera's running, though, it wouldn't have gone that well. If the camera's running, it would have been disastrous. Dude, I'm so neurotic that, like, like so afterwards, like, after the concert, like, my wife was like, I could tell, you know, it was a fun night. And, like, it was just like, so I'm, like, driving home, and I got my arm on her leg, and, and she's like, I think she's about to give me, like, roadhead, you know? But I'm on the 405, and, and I'm, like, kind of nervous, you know, about, like, driving, you know? And, uh, and then I start thinking, like, well, if she takes me roadhead, she's got to take her seatbelt off. I'm gonna hear that annoying fucking beep beep. <laughs> I'm like, this is like. 
And that's when you realize you're Jewish. <laughs> that's that's, like, that's going to annoy me. And then I'm like, am I going to be able to come with that fucking beep sound? Yes, it will, but it will distract me. Well, I guess I put the, 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 the music louder. Uh, so I'm like doing this whole, it's all in my head. Like I, I have like such OCD. It got better. It's gotten better through therapy and pills. But like I used to have such bad OCD, Greg, that like I would get so nervous at things like, uh, like I used to have girls like in college. I didn't know I didn't know it was OCD at the time. A girl would be like, "Hey, I want to give you, uh, you know, I take her back to her place, the college dorm room, whatever it was, a party, and she's down to fuck." And I'm like, "Oh man, is my ass totally clean right now?" I'm like, "Yeah, it, it is." But what if I get naked and I still have like, you know, sometimes like you randomly wipe your ass. It's like a, sometimes it's like not shit on it, but it's not the cleanest. And so then I'm sure. like, so then I go and like, so then I'm like wiping my ass. But then I'm like doing it to the point where it's like taking me like 45. Like I had to get the perfectly oh wiped ass. And now she's like waiting. Cause I'm like, well, if my ass stinks, then she's going to tell people that I'm going to be known as like dirty ass guy. And then I'm going to have to drop out of college and no one's going to like me. It's just like this whole fucking, like, it's like, remember those commercials back in the day for direct TV where like, if this happens and that happens, and that happens. Wh whoever wrote that has OCD to a point to a T. That's exactly what it is. You start having like the worst possible scenario in your mind. Like, oh, I'm going to get roadhead and then the thing's going to fucking beep, beep, beep. And I'm going to get into an accident. I'm going to smash my car and I'm going to kill my wife and I'm going to have to be, I'm kill myself. It's just like this whole fucking, anyway, so that's why I take uh, uh, Selexa. But Sorry. did you get, I feel like you thought about it so long you never got roadhead. I've gotten roadhead plenty of times. I, I've no, actually, I, meant, I meant on the way home from the concert. Oh, no, 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 no. We waited until we got home. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one time I, in Florida, I pulled over on the side of like a, like a rest stop with the girl, with my girlfriend at the time. And we started like banging. And then all of a sudden the fuck, a cop came and like, like lit up. Like he thought, I, and it was like, talk about a fucking deal breaker. Like that was just awful. It was an awful situation. Yeah, that's bad. All right. So let's talk about some fights. So, uh, <laughs> did, you watch, did you watch the fights over the weekend? I watched some of them. I did. I watched some of that main card. I did not watch the five round, uh, whatever, you know, Aspen, whoever show, I, I skipped that one, but I saw the rest of the main card. All right. So basically, uh, it was a good fight. I mean, it wasn't a good fight. It was actually a pretty terrible fight. It, it was like almost like a glorified sparring session because Aspen Ladd versus Dumont, Ladd couldn't get started. She just was like not having a good, she just, she missed weight two weeks ago and took this fight on short notice, uh, up a weight class that she weighed in last time. And it was one of those things where you could just, she just wasn't there. She just couldn't do what she... Can I tell you one of the reasons I didn't watch it is because I saw your tweet where you're like, I didn't think it could get any more boring. And I was like, I fucking knew it. I fucking knew it. it, it was, and it that's, was, so I just didn't bother. Yeah, it was, it was terrible. But the most exciting thing about the thing was her coach. Her coach was like screaming at her. Not just not screaming at her. Disciplining her like, all right, what are you doing in there? You're ruining it. You're never... This is not what we train to do. Like, get your head out of your ass. Like... To the point where, like, Misha Tate tweeted out, like, and she doesn't even like that. Like, this is abuse. And another fighter tweeted out, I think Bilal said, it's like he's doing it for the camera. Like, he went from, like, and, and so then it became a huge debate on whether that was good coach. So it became more about the coach and the way he was trying to berate her into performing better. Yeah, and he, he did tell her what to do. But at a certain point, like, even as a coach, you have to realize, okay, this is not working. Me scolding her is not working. Let's try something else. And he didn't yeah. have a game, uh, a game plan as a coach. So it was like his negativity. And while I guess he's a good coach, this guy, Jim West, I think his name is, he even apologized. 
uh, on Instagram saying I need to get better as a coach. But it wasn't abuse. I disagree with Misha's thing. It wasn't abuse. It just wasn't very positive. Um, it was what she needed to hear. Well, first of all, it shouldn't have been the headline, Matt, the main event. It shouldn't have been a five-rounder. I mean, come on. At what point do you – and that was the thing you want. I watched the promo at the beginning of the show, and they're clearly trying to build up somebody yeah. in the women's division. I mean, that was clearly the point. One of these ladies has got to eventually take on, I guess, Amanda Nunez, or who's the, the champion in the featherweight division? Yeah. Nunez, Anyways, forty-five too. Yeah, so it's like, so I mean, they're trying to build up somebody, and it's like great, but I mean, putting them in the, you're not helping yourself with the make it oh, make it a five rounder no less. Like Holly three Holm, rounds yeah. is plenty. Well, it's supposed to be Holly Holm, and then Holly Holm couldn't do it. Um, so yeah, so then now it's like Arlovsky versus, and then Arlovsky versus Felipe was the second card. You know, it's funny because anytime these fighters call out Arlovsky. These young fighters, they always lose. Whenever these guys call out, like, the veteran to get a name, it seems to always backfire, and especially the heavyweight division. And this guy, Carlos Felipe, just seemed like he thought he was in a boxing match because all he was doing was throwing head strikes and then head punches. And he had power, but another weird. Jim Miller beat but that's heavyweight. But that's heavyweights in general. Heavyweights in general don't show a lot of versatility. They don't show a lot of weapons. It tends to be mostly a boxing match with a few kicks thrown in there. Occasionally they wind up on the ground, which always looks ridiculous. No, I mean, that's not, I mean, you're saying that that's what he does. That, that's all any of them do, yeah, generally but it was, speaking. I mean, it was like very noticeable in this one. Uh, and, and I gotta tell you, I was kind of with Carlos. He was so shocked that he lost. I thought at least it would be a split decision. You know, because it wasn't exactly – they almost treated it like Orlovsky was a champion and Carlos didn't do enough to take the title. Yeah. Whereas I thought he did enough to win at least – I don't know. I thought he had a good shot at winning the fight. I really did because Orlovsky, I didn't think, really did, didn't do that much at all. I definitely think he won a round. But and then Jim Miller uh, looked awesome. Well, he got hurt early. The other guy took the fight on like 10 days' notice. He's a guy that Ian Harris trains. You know Ian, the comedian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and he was worried about him, actually, for this fight. He was very he was concerned. Um, I felt bad because uh, I, I like Ghost Pepper, and I like Ian Harris. And, it, and it, the worst part was it looked like he had a very large contingent of family in the venue, too, that Eric Gonzalez. Yeah, yeah. Like, there was a whole, you know, fucking section of family and they were all screaming and everything and actually that was the first thing i thought i was like that's not good because mexican families it's a lot of pressure and a lot of distraction mexican families are the the best families uh out of all the cultures i've never seen like from coaching almost every time the kid has a wrestling match the parents show up uh even you know it's never no the family loves to show up they love to support but it can be a lot of pressure you're performing because they're because you also know no matter what happens they're going to bring it up over and over again the warmest they're the warmest warmest and most loyal like they get their kids to practice they get but they can also be the most cold-blooded and that's the fear man because like i said win or lose like you lose they're still going to bring it up they're going to bring it up like you want only be like except that time you got knocked the fuck out remember that (laughs) Oh, yeah? What are you going to do? Get knocked out again? You know, like, so it, 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 it works both. It cuts both ways, sadly. And I, I just remember thinking that going, wow, that's a lot of pressure having that much family. I mean, because it's in the apex. It's not like there's a lot of people there. So his family was a good, you know, 
you know, a third of the audience. In that hey, no, I, I've been coaching for 13, 14 years wrestling. I don't, I, I've had like lots of Mexican kids on my team, you know? Um, yeah. I don't think I've ever had a season where the parents weren't there for the kid. Like every, every practice they can, you know, pick them up, take them there on the weekends. It was never like a money thing. These were a lot of times they were not the richest parents, but they. No, but you, exactly. I mean, you got to understand this is just something to do. <laughs> <laughs> we can't we can't afford to go anywhere we're not going to six flags we're not going to fucking magic mountain shit no we're gonna go see your cousin wrestle that's what we're doing today but even like and usually not usually but a lot of times the kid like is terrible like they come and just watch the kid get his ass kicked <laughs> yeah again it's just something to do it's free it's like, <laughs> Let's go, everyone. Get in the bed. Andale, let's go. No, we're going to go watch your cousin wrestle. Let's go. No, he's terrible. He's going to lose. Let's go. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. And then uh, this girl, I'm telling you, the girl, Man Manon Fiora. Dude, watch out for Manon Fiora, boy. She's a killer. I liked her. She was, she to me, her and Nate Landwer and, and, and Jim Miller, they were the whole card. They were, they yeah. were everything worth watching was those first three. Nate the train. I felt bad for uh, Andrew Sanchez because every fight the kid wins, like, or a lot of times he's winning the first two rounds and then he just falls apart in the third. Like, it just, it, he gets exhausted. He's got to figure out a better way to train because he's a great fighter, but he just always loses. <laughs> Not always. A lot of times his losses come in the third round. Nate the train was great. Happy for He Nate. was great. Looked I great. He also went to a, a different camp. I think him at a big camp is a good thing because I feel like he was doing his own thing and I think Tennessee or something, and he was like kind of like the big fish in a small pond. Right. Over at, uh, I think it's MMA Masters with Colby Covington. And uh, he looked great, man. He had a great fight. That girl, uh, the one that fought, man, and um, Maria Buena Silva, she was, it, it was weird because she kept, all she would do is like shake off, man, and hits like, no, nope, no, nope. but, but then she would, wouldn't return fire. And yeah. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, yeah. She's she's hitting you, you know. You you all you're doing is nodding. Fucking throw a punch. It was weird. By the way, you know who's at MMA Masters now? That transgender uh, fighter, the one that had like the picture where he has like a or she, where she has a uh, an axe in her hand. Yeah, you, you, you like the before and after. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So she's at she's training with Colby Covington, like in that gym. And, and Does Nate, Colby know this? And, and Nate the Train. <laughs> I got to see these practices. This is a very interesting situation. I feel like we know and Colby doesn't know. I'm sure, Colby knows. Like. I'm sure Colby doesn't care. He doesn't care. He's like, I mean, first of all, she's training with women um, for, like, right. for the most part. But I just would like to know like, like how, that, how that happened. Out of all the gyms. You know, like she picked the one that Colby trains at. Uh, but that's just, you know, Colby's a, but Colby doesn't give a shit, right? Uh, so I don't know. I, it seems like the kind that I really would give a shit, but you know, I, I mean, but he is an exa- he doesn't own the gym though, does he? He's just like their star guy right now. Yeah, yeah, he's just their star guy. So uh, in Bellator, I don't know if you watch Bellator Friday night. I started it, didn't finish it. I don't even know how much of it I watched. So the big one was Corey Anderson. Corey Anderson beat Ryan Bader, and Bader had the whole crowd in Arizona behind him, and. It was like he got hit like right here, right that equilibrium shot, and he Ooh. was done. he was done. It was like, and in fifty one seconds, uh, Corey Anderson really. Well, it's okay because they're actually they're gonna have the cyber ninjas review the fight. 
And they think they're going to be able to find more punches for Ryan Bader. It was crazy because I like Ryan. Bader should just stay at heavyweight. He fucks everyone up at heavyweight. Heavyweight, he's like, like beats everyone. And then he just, at, at 205, he's having a tough time. Um, but good for Corey Anderson because he's been, you know, he's been, he's been through it. Uh, Henry Corrales won happy for him. Ben Henderson lost, uh, which sucks. Uh, you know, it's so weird. Ben Hendo, talk about a guy that's really kind of, I mean, in his prime, he was so impressive. But in this twilight of his career, you, you wonder what happened to the other guy and if he should even continue fighting. I mean, yeah. I mean, the problem is, like, I've seen him train, like, four or five years ago, four or three years ago, maybe. Four. He's amazing. Like, he's the, he was killing all these people in the gym. He was, he was next level. So what, maybe what he's doing in the gym isn't what he's doing in the fight. And maybe that's what their coaches are seeing. So that could be it. Maybe it's a mental thing. Because yeah. I saw him go in the gym. He wasn't getting tired. He went, I think, like 20 rounds against everybody and was dominating in a great gym with professionals, like with like high-level guys. So it might just be the lights, you know? I don't, I don't think so, because he used to not have that problem. I think something has changed for him, and, and I don't know if it's desire. I don't know if, if it's uh, damage. I don't know what it was, but the guy that, that he was and the guy he is, to me, are they're two different people. He's been around for a long time, taking a lot of punches, that guy. And I think that's it. I think it's just, he just the damage is just accumulated, and he's just not the same guy. What's up, people? I got some really good news, okay? We are back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Yep, I'm talking about Bet Online. Bet Online remains your number one spot for the basketball and football action this season. You gotta head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code CLNS50 to receive your bonus from basketball football, baseball postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC. Boom. Right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait. Take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, Greg Wilson, come on back. So Dylan Dennis, uh, you know who Dylan Dennis is, right? Yeah. So he only got your favorite out. punching bag, Dylan Dennis. Well, you know he got choked out by a bouncer, right? What happened? Right. What happened. So he says the bouncer who choked him out is actually the cops are interested in uh, in him right now. He's a person of interest because he impersonated a police officer. So he said nine guys surrounded him at the bar. There's no video of this, and then one went behind them, said he was the cop, took him down, and choked him out. It, it, it didn't seem like that was the situ- what had happened on film, but that's the story he's going by. <laughs> okay. Is, how does any of this make, save his reputation? <laughs> so I guess he was, at, what, he was at a wedding in Manhattan. He was allowed to walk. He was on crutches. He barely could walk. He says uh, he went in there. Um, he showed him my age and his passport, his vaccination card. I was like, I don't have his, he didn't have his wallet on him. Uh, so then they back and forth becoming a thing. I'm not allowed to move. So I'm standing on the boardwalk. I would have left, but when you're in those places, you can't call Uber. I'm sitting there and then these guys start getting confrontational. I bring a bunch of the bartenders from inside. I swear it's like nine people and they surround them. 
they were egotistical. They're just trying to fight me. I'm like, no, no one touched me. We don't have a problem. One guy keeps tapping me on my head. And it's like, what the fuck happens if I do touch you? I was like, this fucking guy, bro. Uh, I was like, bro, stop. I'm trying to have fun. Don't do that. He's like, okay, I'm doing it again. Just tap me on my forehead. Then a fight ensued. Uh, during the scuffle, someone jumped on his back he was, and said he was under arrest. He stopped fighting back. And then now they're after him. Uh, that's his story. <laughs> it sounds so plausible. <laughs> it, it really is the most believable story that he went there innocently. Of course, he's an innocent lamb in all of this. There's no way he said anything inflammatory. I mean, the guy just wanted to attend a wedding and these guys attacked him. I mean, that's definitely the way this played out. <laughs> Well, it's always weird when somebody tells you their version of a story and in your mind you can hear how cherry picked the uh, the the moments of the story are to make them look you know without blame whatsoever and everyone's always just so innocent and i love it now somehow now he's he's like and as it turns out this guy was impersonating the police <laughs> okay, that's that's the problem here is that this guy yelled that he's a cop and then like okay i don't even know what to has say any about cop ever, has anybody ever been arrested for person i will say this though this is the the problem with being a famous fighter is that everyone sees you as their shot at the title you know there's all these these guys who never actually fight but train they train but they never you know they're not fighters and they see this as their opportunity to see where they are yeah. in their training and you're it and these guys you know and i will so that's the one one caveat i will lend to this and the possibility of a certain amount of credence especially dylan dennis who is famous but not necessarily for being a great fighter but for more or less being almost a heel and yeah. in the mma news world and so you know these guys you know they see and they're like oh i'm gonna show you and also you know you get up next to these fighters you realize a lot of them are pretty small guys yeah you you know, yeah. these are not big guys. And then you're up against this big guy. There's no weight divisions at the bar. You know, this is just some big dude who's like, oh, I want to take out a professional fighter. You know, it's like the same thing with comedians and the guy that's hanging around and wants to be so funny. And, you know, we, I have a friend like that. that. The second I'm around, he starts saying all this shit. And I'm like, dude, fuck. And it's all, it's always like bad crowd work. And I'm like, hey, okay, easy, easy. You're funny. I get it. It's, you're driving me fucking nuts right now with this shit. Uh -huh. So I can, so I think that there is some of that that comes with being a professional famous fighter. Yeah, not hundred percent. I I just don't even laugh when people do that. I know they're trying to be funny, or I I fake a laugh, but I, I just laugh when the person pauses because I think that's the punchline. Totally, I do the same thing. I just try because I don't want them to keep trying to make me laugh, you know. Yeah. And the worst is when they're like, ah, I got the comedian to laugh. Like, ah! I should be up there, and I should be up there. Yeah, you got me. All right, thank you. Yeah, I just tune out. I tune out so much. I tune out with my wife sometimes. She tells me something, and then I'm just like, I just hear like, it's like that peanut noise, like with the with the Snoopy. Yeah. And then I go, wait, what? And then I go, what? And I make her repeat herself, because I'm like, now. Oh, listen, I think every husband goes through that. My wife constantly is like, I told you about this. I'm like, okay, but was I listening? Okay, because if I'm doing something else, you talking while I'm working doesn't mean I'm listening to you. 100%. Like, I, like, like but you need to make sure, she, it's so funny, she's figured out that it's, it's such a, a, you know, old programming from my childhood that if she says my full name, 
I'll pay attention. That, same here. She'll say the first thing and then she'll say, Gregory. And then I'll be like, what? And then she'll be, did you hear what I just said? No, of course not. Can't you see? I'm doing something. Dude, I get the middle name. Adam James Greenberg. That's what I know in the middle name. Ooh, yeah. Or when she's mad at me, she goes, dude. When she calls me dude. When I got a dude, I'm fucked. Like, yeah. You got a dude. There's certain code words. Like when a girl used to call you, hey, buddy, you're like, you're, you're, you're not. You're, you're over. Exactly. You're not in the sex. You're not in the sexual partners list. But I hate it sometimes. Like, or friend. Hey, friend. But I don't know. Okay. noisy when female comics sometimes are like, hey, you want to do my show next year? She goes, oh, thanks, love. And you're like, why are you calling me love? But like, like, I don't like, like, this is like, <laughs> like. I don't know. I do that a lot myself. I'm like, thanks, love. Thanks, dear. You know, and I'm just female comics. So pretty. Yeah. Comics, really? Yeah. Uh, I'm just like, but nothing's meant by it. I mean, it's just I know, a, I know, the, the, I, problem, the problem is because I don't want to call them dude. I don't want to call them ma'am. I don't want to call them lady. You know what I mean? So, you know, it, it's trying to find something that's that's, that's somewhat, you know, uh, familiar and positive. And then, you know, oh, Jesus, just fucking tap dancing on landmines these days. The worst is when like I'll copy and paste like invites to comedy shows like hey brother want to come my... and then I send it to a girl she's like you just call me brother uh, I'm like well I don't want to assume your gender uh, that's... <laughs> quick way that's a good way out that'll work <laughs> yeah you have to right um, so Fedor is fighting this week uh, saw that he's fighting Tim Johnson we love Tim Johnson he comes on the show all is this the time. Bellator this is Bellator also right yeah it's Bellator uh, yeah. So yeah, um, Tim Johnson. You, you know we, we, you know Tim comes on the show. He's the guy that was the bouncer, and he worked at a strip club, bouncer strip club, and an Uber driver. And he went to Bellator, he won four out of five, doing really well. He has to go to Russia to fight Fedor. I really hope Tim Johnson wins. I think he can win. I think Fedor is way past his prime. Tim Johnson hits really hard. I mean, as long as he doesn't let the the moment get to him, because it's going to be probably like. 50,000 people in Russia cheering for Fedor. I think Tim's got this. Uh, I think a fight like this, when you're that far away from home, it all comes down to how much time you give yourself to acclimate. You know, if he goes there a good, you know, week and a half in advance and gives himself time to fully get acclimated to the time difference and everything and then be in rhythm, I think he could absolutely do it. But if he shows up two days before and he's all fucked up and trying to sleep during the day and awake all night, then, then, you know, that's the kind of thing that, that ends up playing a much bigger part than you think it will. But it's a Bellator promotion, so hopefully they'll take care of him. Like, if he was fighting in, like, you know, ACB or some Russian promotion, they would, like, put him up at the, you know, the days in and wake him up all night, make him do press at 4 in the morning. Like, they would try to do everything they possibly can to give him a horrible experience, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully Bellator doesn't do that. Uh, but- Let's hope. I love it. So you, you can tell the suckers in Russia, too, because the next one – Vitaly Minikov, yeah, Usman Dugdomagdayev, Anatoly Tokov, Pietrik Pitielov, Sharov Devatre Mudrovanov. Yeah, they're, 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 their whole budget went to Fedor for this one. See, yeah. Pick like seven guys. Although, you know what? This may actually be an opportunity to see a lot of great Russian fighters that we just don't know about. I mean, there are a lot of great Russian fighters. I don't know if these are any of them, but I mean <laughs> – this may be a chance to see some guys like, fuck, I can't believe you've never heard of that guy, you know? Right, 100%. Uh, I mean, this guy, Anatoly Tarkov, 29-2. and Sharov Durovdini Murakadov, 18-3. and I mean, these guys might be fucking great. I look forward to – that's the – I actually kind of look forward to seeing this. 
dude, this is my wife's cat, and she's like, she's really pretty, but she's such, so like meow, meow, meow. If I don't pet her, she attacks my foot. Like dude, she, that's the way cats are. Cats are just like girls. If you don't want anything to do with them, they're like, "What's wrong with you? Why don't you have anything to do with me?" And then if you want to be around them, they're like, "Fuck off!" And then you pet so, her for like a minute, and she attacks your like. She has to be the exact amount of petting she wants. She, right, and then she's like, "Okay, enough, enough." Dude, she's ridiculous. I hate cats to be honest. Really, I have three of them. My other cat, when we brought home that pregnant cat, I went, there was a pregnant cat following my wife home, and it like was obviously like a homeless cat. So we, we took it in and it gave birth in my, I don't know if you remember this, it gave birth in my bathroom. But my other cat, my female cat that I would never see, my first one, was so angry about this. She shit in my bed for three weeks when I was away, for two weeks, I was a, a week and a half, I was away. So I came home from the road and I, I plopped in my bed and I'm like, I'm in a fucking cat litter. There's just cat shit everywhere. Oh uh, my God. <laughs> I'm like, I was like, who, I go, who did this? She jumps in the bed and shits in the bed just to let me know it was her. Like, didn't even, like, did it right in front of me. Like, oh, my God. Fucking pregnant bitch. Like, I'm the only, uh, it was crazy. And then there was, like, the, the, we have a male cat, and they were, all the babies were falling around the dad. Like, like they, they thought he was a dad. It wasn't a dad. Yeah. A male cat. But they looked like him, though. So they were all like, dad, is that you? And he's like, I'm not your father. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> So uh, Grant, Grant Dawson is fighting. I love Grant. He's been on the show. 17-1. and one. He, he won a fight with one second left that he would have lost. One second, he got the, the tap. Uh, he's fighting Ricky Glenn, a guy who's been around forever. Uh, this is a good fight. Grant Dawson could be a chip. He's out of um, uh, – Where are we uh, – what, what are we looking at? These aren't oh, – UFC. Now, are UFC cards. Right. That's what I thought. I was like – the Costa Vittori fights yeah, here, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, Costa Vittori. I'm excited about this one because everyone has just shit on Costa – because of this one bad night against Israel Adesanya, which he looked terrible. All right, let's, let's yeah. Play. But it's he looked really out. he looked he looked miserably outclassed in that fight. But he's also a guy that like knocked out Johnny Hendricks, knocked out Bang Bus, uh, knocked out Uriah Hall, beat up Yoel Romero. Uh, I mean, this is a good good fighter. Uh, Who did Vittori just lose to? He lost to somebody good. Israel Adesanya. It was right, 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 right. It was a rematch. Uh, he, That's he, right. He, he, he lost every minute of that fight, too. Yeah, but he beat that Kip was bad. And beat Howard. I mean, this should be a good fight. Uh, I'm excited for this one because they're both – Listen, this should be – this is the action you tune in for. None of this Aspen lad garbage. Fuck it. And I'm sorry. It's nothing against her or the other one. I don't even remember the other girls. The only reason I keep saying Aspen lad because that's the name that sticks in my – in my brain, because I, I, but I mean, it just, I, I mean, I was just like, come, you know what, guys, how about just not have one this weekend? How about that? No, they, they, look, they, they got everyone prepared. It was Holly Holm, bailed out a week out, and they, and they had tried to get a replacement for Holly Holm. I mean, they also, like, did the numbers, and they, they, they knew that it's, they tracked it, you know, and it, it is what it is. I just, I, anyways, the point is, this, this, this is UFC. That other, that's fucking Invicta shit. I, I think the Apex is helping them out too because they don't have to sell tickets. Right. So when you only Right, they're just, creating a tel they're just creating television content. Yeah. Which is cool, man. Totally cool. I just, that one, I just felt like that whole thing just fell apart. But this, this is a card. This is fun. And, and this should be a banger. Should be should be a, of a headlining match. I mean, this should. I mean, this the the leather is gonna be flying, baby. Or it I could, mean, or it could suck. Or it could be two guys staring at each other, and they both nah. get hurt, they both get hurt early, 
and they just have a staring contest. I, I don't think, no, no, no. I don't think Vittori can get into that kind of fight. He's not wired that way. He is a move forward fight guy. No matter what, no matter what Costa wants to do, Vittori is going to make this a fun fight. His last fight, he fro- these guys both froze their last fight, though. They both froze against Israel Adesanya. Like, granted, I wouldn't say he froze so much as he was getting beat up. <laughs> but, you're, but this is the first fight they're both going to have coming off a loss. I agree. On paper, I'm not going to jinx it. I'm not going to be negative Nancy. But you never know. Sometimes you get these fights on paper. You're like, there's no way this can't be. No, that, that's true. And we have seen that a million times. We're like, here we go. And then you're right. Everyone faints. Faint, 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 faint. It's like, fucking fight, you fucking, what are you doing? As soon as they say, oh, the first round was a feel-out round, I'm like, it's fucked. As soon as they yeah. go, they're feeling each other out this round, I'm like, this fight sucks. Uh, yeah. Nobody wants to hear a feel, see a feel-out round. Also, Jesse Jess is on the card. We love Jesse Jess. Uh, she's awesome. Um, came to my birthday party. My, at my daughter's birthday party. She was turned two. She showed up. Uh, and she texted me when, like, my dog died because she slept in the same bed as my dog. Uh, her and her friend were, were house sitting for me, and my dog slept in between them. <laughs> Miles was like, "There's gonna be no funny business. I'm just mad." Um, so, so she's fighting Jocelyn Edwards. Jesse Jess, when she lets herself, when she leaves herself alone, is a very dangerous fighter. Um, I thought you were saying when she lets herself go. <laughs> when she lets herself go, that's when she'll be in my price range. <laughs> also, Bruce Leroy is fighting. He's back. Sangwoo Choi. Uh, Sangwoo Choi is uh, he's a guy coming off a win over uh, Julian Arosa, uh, Zalal. He's won won three in a row. You know, it seemed like a lot of these guys that were coming over from. Um, Korea or China didn't have the power in the beginning. Absolutely. But now they do. They're, they're yeah. sudden. I don't know what type. Maybe they got a different strength program over there. I, I, whatever it is that they figured out. And again, it might be the travel thing and arriving here sooner and spending more time here and being more acclimated. That may be, maybe they weren't taking American fighters very seriously. But I agreed. Like there was a long time when they were coming over and just getting killed. And now they're coming over and they seem to be the, doing the killing. And uh, I, I, although I will say this, Alex Caceres, you know, I got to give him points. He's gotten better. I mean, he was one of those guys. He was a Showtime type guy, popular name, came out, won a couple fights in a row, thought he was going to be the hot shit. Then he got beat up a bunch of times. And I, w- I didn't, you know, I didn't know if he was going to go back to the drawing board or not. He seems to have, and he seems to have gotten a lot better. He's won four in a row. You know, he's only 33 years old. I think when you see the guys in the Ultimate Fighter, like they seem older on TV. Because, mm-hmm. you know, but then you realize how young they are. Uh, like when, when I, when what's the name came to my show, uh, Sean O'Malley came to my show with his friends. It looked like high school kids. It looked like three high school kids. Right. Well, they were high school kids. They were, I mean, they was 21, 22. <laughs> he was young. But when you see him on TV, all ripped and doing these amazing things, I maybe in my head, I become like a little kid watching this, a fan of them. But then when they, you see them in person and they come, you're like, oh shit, this is just a kid. Same with Gastelum. I mean, Gastelum, I went out and partied with him one night in Vegas, and he brought his friends from home, and they were like these, like, chubby, dorky, <laughs> dorky guys. <laughs> they were fun as hell. But you're like, this is not the same guy I saw on TV. You know, like, it's just, it adds perspective to how young these guys are. They're young, you know. Um, even when you talk to them sometimes, like, I forget that I'm 20 years older than these people. 20 yeah. years older. I mean, 
you know, Kay Hansen, and then they, you, they have these problems of, like, you're like, that a 21-year-old would have. Uh, especially with athletes. Like, I watched the 86 Mets documentary. You know, Dwight Gooden was, like, 19 years old. It, you know, he just had a great fastball. He was a great pitcher, but he was still 19 years old. Yeah. Um, so, Dwight Grant versus Trinaldo, that should be a great fight right there. Uh, comma Worthy um, came to me. He actually came to my, my like, special, and he's like, roast me. Even though I didn't have, I didn't know he was coming, so I didn't know what to say about. Him. So I was like, "You better win your fight. You're, you know, you lost your last two. Otherwise, you're not worthy." Uh, and that's <laughs> it's going to be bad karma. Like I was like, "This is the worst dad joke." Now that I'm a dad, I guess I can make. Dude, I made the worst dad joke today ever. Uh, I almost deleted it. I put it on Twitter because it was so bad. Uh, you know, Kanye changed his name to Ye. You know that? Did he? It's officially Ye. Why? Okay. I go. He should tour with Wiz Khalifa because it'll be Yee Wiz. <laughs> like, it's like the stupidest fucking joke. <laughs> but like, it made me laugh. It's just dumb enough to be funny, though, you know. It made me laugh. Like, you know, uh, Mason Jones is the first fight on this card. This kid's ten and one. Uh, he's a monster. This kid is a fucking monster from Wales. He's really, really good. He lost one fight to to. Uh, to Mike Davis, but this dude is going to be the next big thing from out of Wales. He's, I, I don't know why he's even the first fight on this card. He's fighting. Which uh, card? Oh, is it in the early prelims or something? Wait a minute. According to MMA Junkie, they have him fighting a girl. Uh, I was going to say, I don't know what you're looking at right now. Uh, I'm oh, looking no, at. He's the- fighting David Onama this week on the, on the prelims. He, who's 7 0. Uh, David Onama. Is fighting Mason Jones. Random Marcos is fighting Lavina Souza, who looks. Okay, for me, I'm seeing the first fight is Jonathan Martinez versus Aaron Phillips. Uh, that's not even on this. Uh, where, this where is you the, I'm on UFC's site. They got to figure out MMA Junkie because they just. Uh, MMA Junkie, which is my favorite news website, but. They have fights that like aren't happening, and they keep them. And, I was gonna say, who's right here? Does MMA Junkie have maybe they updated their stuff no, before no, UFC? No, it would definitely be the UFC.com. That's what I would think too. I mean, it's kind of the, they're they're pretty much you know. I mean, they got the money, they got the staff, they got it. You know, yeah, they don't even have the undercard on this. <laughs> oh, prelims. I mean, they have random oh, yeah, yeah, versus Levina. Yeah, yeah, they have Alan. They have Alan Patrick versus Mason Jones. Uh. But Mason, he's a minus 675 favorite. That's, that's how good much of oh, this guy. Holy crap. Uh, Look at Alan Patrick. Holy cow. That guy's huge. I mean, that guy is huge. Uh, yeah, he looks right. like he, he – yeah. Oh, yeah, well, uh, that he guy. Martinez, Aaron Phillips. If he goes – if he came up to you, he's like, give me your keys. You just give him the keys. You wouldn't <laughs> even – Dude, somebody had a joke about that, how Bernard Hopkins – I think Earthquake had a joke about that. You know, he got arrested for strong arm robbery, which means you rob someone with, like without without a gun. Right. Like, Give me your money. <laughs> like that's how much of a fucking badass you are. Dude, dude, there's some dude you're like, here you go. There you go. You got it. Have a nice day. There's a hey, uh, can I keep can I just have one card? Can I have like my ID? It's crazy. It's crazy. So what do, what do no, you No, but Alan Patrick, man, he looks dangerous. Mason, although anytime it's like this where you look at it and on paper you're like, oh, yeah, this kid's going to get murdered, the other kid wins. I mean, almost every time. And so, you know what? Six, seven, if I'm in Vegas this weekend, which I might be, I'm putting, I'm throwing some bills down at Mason Jones. So, 
uh, what's his name? Um, yeah, I, I think you're right. I mean, on, on, wait, on Mason Jones or on, on the other guy, on Alan Patrick? Uh, or on Alan Patrick, rather. Yeah, I mean... I, wait a minute, he's plus 475, so he's... Right, so he's the one... I get this fucked up so often in terms of who, which one is favored. Favorite is the guy, the guy in the, uh, the negative. In the negative, right? Right, okay, so I'm sorry. Throwing the money at Alan Patrick, 475. I mean, listen, if anything, he's probably going to bring, you know, a knife with him ah, to the fight. Ah, ah. I, I, I expect him to win by Shiv in the third. So Brendan Schaub apologized to Ariel Hawani. After that, he says he doesn't want to ever talk about him again. He respects him. I don't know. Now he respects him? Okay. <laughs> I, you know, I guess it was entertaining. I guess you had to stop it at some point, right? I, like, what, what, is, what does Schaub win by beating up a Hawani, right? Nothing, especially since the guy's, like, probably one of the most credible voices in – MMA reporting world. I mean, he's the one that gets to be on ESPN. He's the one that gets to, you know, go out there and, and comment on all this. It's pretty much the last guy I think you want to make an enemy, you know? But after what he said, I, I wouldn't apologize. After what, the, I mean, if that really shits on you that much, you don't, you don't say, like, I'm sorry. or Like, I, I guess he didn't seem, I would just be like, not talk about him. I mean, just to, I don't know. So uh, Maybe it was one of his incredible jokes. <laughs> <laughs> now, one against Shab. That's one. We don't have McCorkle here today, so I had to throw one in there for the Shab Masters. So Ronda Rousey gave birth to uh, La Akia Makalapua Kalana Nipo. That's the baby's name. <laughs> okay, so she's, she gave birth to a Hawaiian island. <laughs> well, her husband, Travis Brown, who blocked me on Twitter, so I don't really want to fuck with this dude, uh, or in general. But, yeah, so I guess obviously it's a Hawaiian name. There's a lot of letters there. Uh, but she, had, she posted a picture of her Instagram of her breastfeeding. Um, like, you can see, like, her full boob. Uh, and then uh, saying, I want to normalize this. Which, I mean, I don't have a problem with that. Like, why not? People want to breastfeed? Like, who, what, what guy is against breastfeeding <laughs> in public? Like, yeah, I, I guess it makes some people uncomfortable. Like, you know, some people are just like, you know, puritanical. Where you're like, you can't show that. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, it definitely, like, I got to take a double take when I see it. You know, like, I'm not, I'm, I'm like, whoa. And then I don't want to scare too much. So I'm going to be like the fucking pervert. Like, oh, titty. You know, but at the same time, it's like, like, I don't know. Like, it's like those guys, like, what man is going to be against free the nipple? Like, like you have to be insane. I to be against that. I, who cares? If we want to walk around topless. First of all, it's usually not going to be the, the best looking girls. Not that you know, Ronda's Ron an attractive girl, but that are going to want to be free of a nipple. You, normally, yeah. like, you go to a nude beach, it's not exactly like, I guess the ones in France or Italy are probably different, but the ones in the U.S., you know, the girls look like... How do you spell Misha? T I'm trying to look her up right now. Is it M-I-S-C-H-A? No, it's Rhonda, not Misha. Oh, I thought you said... Oh. Rhonda Rousey. Oh, run around. Jeez, where's my brand today? Okay. And she posted a picture of her on Instagram. Oh, yeah. But that's not even, you know. It is what it is, right? I mean, it's. Yeah. I don't know anybody that's like against it. Uh, like, who's, who's saying she can't do this? Right? Like, Instagram? 
Uh, Possibly. It could be against their, yeah, their little settings or whatever, you know. But, you know, she's got the little bubba there. She's just doing the, yeah, nothing nothing weird there. No. Uh, I mean, (laughs) can you spank to it? Depends on who you are, I imagine. (laughs) How are you going to spank the baby there? You have to cover the baby. And and then it's just, you know, a photo. You barely see the baby. The boob's bigger than the baby, that's for sure. But I don't see anything. I, I couldn't. I'm just saying somebody out there probably could. Conor McGregor uh, got beat up a DJ at an Italian bar. You hear about that? Uh, yes, I did. He, he, I guess he broke the nose of a DJ. Didn't drop him. Second guy in a row he hasn't dropped. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but... McGregor, um, somebody on the underground points that out, uh, that like this guy is supposed to have this fucking amazing power, and uh, just two guys in a row um, that he didn't uh, he he didn't drop. I don't know what the fuck McGregor's doing. Is he trying to give away all his money? Like, what is he doing? Like, why are you punching Machine Gun Kelly and bouncers and DJs? I mean, Greg, you do cocaine. Does it make you just punch everybody? Like, what? Not me. <laughs> but it depends on how you're wired. I think, you know, that's the thing. He's one of those guys, you know, uh, again, he's like uh, um, like our buddy that can't stay out of jail. And, man. you know, yeah, man, I mean, some of these guys, he's just like that. In other words, he just has so much energy shooting out in every direction at all times. They're, they're wild horses. Like, this is stuff that I don't think anything – I don't think they can control it. I don't think it can be controlled. I mean, the only way it could possibly be controlled through medication, which is that really what you want to do is zombify somebody? I mean, but these some of these guys, they just – You know what I mean? They, a fucking bar t- a, DJ, a bartender or a DJ. Come on. Give me a break. I, I'm not they just, uh, Yeah, well, I mean, they want to – again, they just they – can't, they can't control themselves. They're just wild horses. I, and, I, I mean, he's obviously going to get sued. The guy's got a million followers. It's not a good look. No one thinks you're tough. No one's happy. Bro, what are you doing? You, 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 at one point, you, you got to a point in your life, you were a plumber. You were a fucking plumber. And you hit the lottery. You worked your ass off. You have amazing skills, amazing power. You got a four-part four documentary on Netflix coming out. You got movies. You have everything. You have movie roles offered to you. You won the fucking lottery. You got a great wife. You have kids. Anybody you want to fight right now, they'll give you the fight, including Poirier. They'll give him that rematch, or or, or if Poirier versus Oliveira. You can't just chill the fuck out. Like what? You're at the Video Music Awards. You got to fight Machine Gun Kelly. Apparently, this fight, like they were, it was hours after. McGregor and his his girlfriend had their son baptized at the Vatican. <laughs> you go to the Vatican, you baptize your kid, and then you go punch a DJ? Like, that's the after party? What are you doing? Why? Why are you doing this? So somebody needs to get him some, like, legitimate mental help or into a rehab program or a fucking full-time, you know, sponsor that just – you pay the guy to keep him out of trouble because he can't do it on his own. He's – something is wrong with this human being and it sucks because he's so talented and John Jones has the exact same problem. Uh, these guys are, yeah. And apparently they had been hanging out all night and then he was like, you want to go to another party? He's like, yeah. And then he just fucking punched him. (laughs) Oh, him and the DJ were hanging out all night. Yeah. Apparently they were all hanging out. The DJ and his wife, Connor and his, his 
his partner and then like some other people apparently they've been hanging out i'm reading it right now they've been hanging out for like a couple of hours at one party and then we're about to go to another party but gregor's like hey do you want to go to another party he's like yeah and then he fucking punched him in the face well that's our podcast uh anything you got coming up uh, this Wednesday night, uh, People of the Inland Empire, I will be with Corey and Chad the Smash Brothers, Gabe Lopez from The Dirty at 1230 in Las Vegas, and Kabir Singh from America's Got Talent. We are going to be doing The Dirty Show Wednesday night at the Ontario Improv, so please uh, come out and check us out there. I'm going to be at a place in, uh, um, uh, it, I think it's in Cerritos, and I believe it's called Litos, it, uh, for a show on Thursday night, Lito, L-I-T-O-S, I believe is the name of the place. Uh, all this is on my Instagram, at Greg Romero Wilson. And then this weekend, I may or may not be in Boulder City, uh, Nevada, doing a show outside of Las Vegas. It was scheduled until yesterday, and now they don't know what the fuck's happening. So we'll see if that happens, but that's what I'm doing this week. This, tomorrow night through Sunday, I'll be in Lansing, Michigan at the Funny is Funny Comedy Club in Lansing, Michigan. Come check it out. It should be a lot of fun. Thank you, Greg. You're the best. Thank you, Adam. You have a great one, brother.